0: Well, we got redirected to Los Angeles last week, Jeremy, but I think yeah.
1: we're on the right path. I think we're headed to Tokyo, Japan here. Michael, you really cheaped out on the seats. Um, I thought with the American Pale, Mail Mail Pale, we would have had enough with the uh, the GoFundMe to get upgraded, but now we're kind of stuck here in uh, steerage. Well, you
0: know, it was we kind of wasted all the money on that first class to Japan, first it, time around, but the, that the, was... That,
1: that was just it. to L.A. Yes, yeah, I know. That was a very short really sh- flight. You really should check the uh, the tickets before we get on these things. This is I'm not leaving this crap up to you anymore. <laughs> well. After this one, of course, because, you know, busy at the New Beverly Cinema here in L.A. That's fantastic. Well, at least it was worthwhile some way. Yeah, but now we got uh, oh, a, what, what is the flight, like eight, ten hours to Tokyo? Yeah, but I think we're starting to land here. Okay, um, it's hard to. And I think I dozed off for a little bit there. I don't know if yeah, no me long. too. Um, the, the the sun seems to be ahead of us, Michael. I mean, <laughs> this is this is. I mean, it's the land of the rising sun. The land of the setting sun, right? Oh, the setting sun. Um, hmm. Well, but, but uh, we're. I, I think we're facing east. Look at this large body of water here. It must be the East Sea. I said it. Um, the East Sea I've, I'm not terribly familiar with Japan I've never been see that tower next to that basketball arena I, I expected a lot more uh, more neon and uh, 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 I, I don't know how to say this Michael there's a lot of white people <laughs> yeah yeah um, Michael you did it again didn't you well
0: they were secondhand tickets
1: did you just get them at like tickets.com or no, something like I got that? it from a guy Well, that's why we don't get these things from just a guy, Michael. There's also a guy at the ticket counter. This is ridiculous. I said take me to the Sapporo Brewery. Oh. (laughs) It's, It's one of those situations again. Wonderful.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to American Pale Males, your wayward nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me is... The wondering how jet lag
1: works when you're going in the incorrect direction, Jeremy. Well, we'll get into that later with the FDR. Yeah. I did have some uh, banging poutine a couple weeks ago at a (laughs) L. Bait shop, so we'll have to see if it matches up to the real thing. Yep. Let's, Let's get some beer brags in here. Um, well,
0: we figure out how we're going to get out of here.
1: Well, Michael, I'm curious. So you apparently, I, I saw some disconcerting tweets from you. Do you care to elaborate?
0: Well, I think this is going to play into a greater subject, but um, I had hard seltzer, which is not that big of a deal. Are you sure it's <laughs> not that big of a deal, Michael? <laughs> for the average Joe, no, but for a beer tasting podcast, maybe. Yeah, I had some truly brand hard seltzer mm-hmm. same people who make sam adams boston
1: beer company oh yeah that's right i always <sighs> you know i kind of just want to take like all of our talking points from josh josh knowles <laughs> twitter account because he's the guy who wrote "Barely uh, barrel Age stone selling out because pretty much everything that we end up talking about is kind of comes from that yeah sort of
0: i mean he goes deep into the industry and I need time to talk about the industry. It's like, oh, yeah, he made a good point about Uh Company X. So these are 5% alcohol by volume. I had the blueberry with acai. Way to to hit the pronunciation (laughs) there, Michael. And uh, a passion fruit. I didn't have them. I had about a four-ounce pour um, of each of them. (laughs) (laughs) I got to keep my credibility up, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, interesting. So I like the seltzer part. Interesting. But I didn't really like the hard part, uh, especially in the blueberry acai. It had a really bleh finish, you know, that same finish in, like, the blue raz That, the, like, cheaply, maybe cheaply isn't the right word, but, like, generically fermented fermentables.
1: How do they and, make this crap anyway? Well, I
0: did take a picture of the ingredient label, you, which was you did, you did. which was interesting, or provided some insight. So they have a full nutrition label on there, which I think is actually kind of a marketing thing because with any other alcoholic beverage, <laughs> you really don't get that. And they don't have a lot to hide, really, because it's 100 calories per can. Filtered water, alcohol from cane sugar, which is interesting. I mean, as beer aficionados, we're more used to grains being fermented. Natural flavor, cane sugar, citric acid, carbon dioxide, and mandarina hops that was the interesting part of this yes that little wrinkle surprised me i don't know if they do that just to so they can say we're the only seltzer that has hops or something Mm -hmm. but i don't know Uh, i i couldn't like outright taste them maybe there was a little bitterness but the predominant flavor at the end was just that alcohol black so like if a if a just pure seltzer water had that flavor. I probably would have enjoyed it, like the passion fruit or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as a vehicle for alcohol, for me personally, I'm not a big fan, because it really doesn't hide it that well, or it doesn't incorporate it in a way that is harmonious. I will say the passion fruit was not as bad of a finish Mm -hmm. as the other one, but um, just, it was interesting to try, but uh,
1: I wouldn't buy. Hey. Well, Michael, the joke's on you because I did buy one. What did After you get? I got White Claw Ruby Red. Oh, because I had to know, and I, fig- <laughs> and I figured I don't really want or Ruby Grapefruit, rather, and I don't really want to like drag this out any more than we have to. Although I suspect we're going to do some more when a certain, uh, the King of the Malt Liquor, right? <laughs> that is the uh, the sour four loco hard seltzer that's coming in at a wait for it fourteen yeah. percent, but. That's for another day when Michael's feeling saucy. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even know if it's out yet. No, I don't. I think they just did one tweet and got this
1: huge hysterical response. So, I had some uh, some craft work to do out on the deck this afternoon, and I was so I was like, eh, like, all right, well, I I will need to be refreshed because it's humid out here. It's kind of gross. It's hot. And, uh, so I thought the White Claw would slake my thirst, yes. i might say. <laughs> yes. It doesn't. I'm kind of with you. The, uh, there's a bit of an uncanny valley with yeah, this. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to put it. And, like, I, I expected it to be there because whenever you add alcohol to something that doesn't normally have alcohol, and it's not like, you know, vodka, well, I mean, even that, that kind of doubles down on my point. Like, if you were to have, like, a hard iced tea. I haven't had one of those, but I suspect it tastes weird. Mm -hmm. Those uh, Not Your Father's Root Beer thing fad of three years ago or whatever that was. uh, That stuff didn't really taste like root beer. It had an uncanny value where it kind of tasted like it, but it wasn't quite right. Because there's... Mm -hmm. Just by the nature of there being alcohol in there and the production of it. And it's an uncanny valley effect. It's very much the case with the ruby grapefruit white claw hard seltzer. Um, I didn't feel like it was fizzy enough to be considered a seltzer. Like I have a, a blackberry bubbly. Oh, yes. seltzer water in front of me. I enjoy good seltzer water. It's mostly for the carbonation when it's, you know, 9.07 p.m. on a Sunday evening and I don't want to be up, but I want something fizzy. Mm-hmm. And like now with the can having been open for quite some time, it's still got a decent amount of fizz. The White Claw did not. No. Oh. Fiancé of the show tells me that I should have tried the, uh, oh, which one was it? Black Cherry, because that's apparently the the one that people like the most. And indeed, at WhiteClaw.com, it's the one that's in the uh, the front of the triad oh. of cans.
0: I, that's almost
1: part of the appeal,
0: though. It's kind of like a collect them all try this one or try that one... Is it? Type thing, and but I think it's a fruitless endeavor, or a, it will leave you feeling hollow at the end.
1: <laughs> like if, Maybe well, you'll find something you like. But. That said, like we have established, mm-hmm. I don't think people are drinking these things for, you know, like a flavor experience. Right. It's which flavor do you like the most, because not everyone's going to like mangoes or... Lime or whatever, people just like what they like, and especially at the fact that it's you know a solid five percent alcohol, it's the equivalent of a Budweiser. But I'm I'm gonna double down on this. This is going to make a generations of new high school students drug <laughs> because yeah. it does it does not taste like alcohol. I don't know what it tastes like, but it doesn't taste like beer or it doesn't taste like like a mixed drink of any sort. It's it's weird. I guess that's the sugar fermented in there to make yeah. the alcohol. Here's here's my follow-up question. Yes, sir. Would you rather have
0: hard seltzer or just a vodka soda, vodka tonic?
1: I'd definitely go with a vodka tonic or a Maybe vodka a soda. Maybe a of lemon or something, yeah. Sure, yeah, I'd, I would go with that. Just because it's vodka soda, vodka tonic, whatever. We'll go vodka tonic because I like tonic water. I like quinine. Mm-hmm. But... It tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. It's not putting airs on. Yeah, it tastes weird, and it might have a similar... This isn't club soda sort of feeling to it, but you know that going in, it's not trying to like ape the style of something else. It just is what it is. Right. Whereas this is claiming to be seltzer water to an extent.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. There's the... Yeah, it's hard to say,
1: but the... It's, it's, it's very weird but i i definitely understand why people like these it's not bitter it doesn't hang around in your mouth you don't right it's i'm i'm sure the carbs and calories are a selling point for some people i don't really care about that sort of stuff yeah. but but you know i'm not the the demographic for this yeah um i could de- easily see just hammering through a bunch of these and not even noticing it until it was too late
0: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you mentioned Four Local allegedly coming out with that 14%er.
1: Is that real? Please tell me that's real.
0: Apparently it's real, but I don't think it's on the market yet. I love how when they put out their teaser image or whatever. <laughs> you come at the king you best not miss. It's a, it's a, um <laughs> it was a blue Raz flavor. Yep. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know if you mentioned it on the show but Natty Light also
1: coming out with a 6% hard seltzer. Pabst is coming out with a hard coffee. The world's gone upside down, Michael. Well, Pabst
0: is coming out with a seltzer too, I'm seeing here. An eight percenter. Stronger seltzer. <laughs> and Jeremy, I'm gonna send you this. Uh-huh. This one takes the cake.
1: Oh no. I don't like where this is going. Click
0: on that. This was tweeted out by oh, Bush com- Beer. Oh no. Bush. <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Super hard uh, seltzer. Oh my god, are you 17%. kidding me? Okay, so... <laughs> for, for... Oh, Wait, before you before you do a rant... Please tell me this is a, a fake. That's Yeah, it is fake. Okay. It was tweeted out by Bush,
1: but it was a joke. For the very reason, because we're talking about it. <laughs> the, the pumpkin spice is what's gave it away. That's disgusting to think of a pump, PSL seltzer.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even work. I don't. That think. said,
1: someone's totally gonna try to make this. It's going. Yeah. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but when, something. Yeah, pumpkin spice.
1: Not necessarily seventeen percent, but uh-huh. that flavor. But going back to the uh, the four loco there, it's like when you when you see that, it's just like a fourteen percent hard seltzer. So when mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's not that crazy because wine comes around at fifteen ish percent, right? But it's also not sold in tallboys. Well, there is canned wine. There is canned wine, but it's not sold in tallboys. Right. Even. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's usually small. It's it's also theoretically harder to drink than a uh, something that is ostensibly flavored like water. Mm-hmm. So um, I imagine I once again I suspect I'll be seeing some of this stuff come football season, and it's I have a feeling this is going to lead to just a cluster of epic proportions and there's going to be a lot of freshmen heaving all over uh, Melrose <laughs> Court down there with some of this stuff. But... Yeah. Okay, so what do we think the uh, the best out of the, the blank hard fill in the blank is going to be when all is said and done? The best? Or at least the... Uh, yeah.
0: I, I mean, maybe? And, I don't know. I think the... I think the bubble is going to—I don't—not necessarily burst, but I think there's going to be some reconciliation here. Uh. It's like a cancerous growth. It's
1: just—it's like a Kira or something. It's just growing too fast. I—I <laughs> w- I was thinking about whether or not I feel this is going to be like a fad, mm-hmm. like the—you're the, not your father's hard, whatever. Yeah. The—the uh, the Mike's hard, you know, whatever. The twisted iced tea, whatever malt, non-beer. Drink between five and ten percent is going to be, and Four loco has I'm sure it has its degenerate fans, even though they took out all the whammy out of it when they got rid of the caffeine, even though that's probably for the best all right they always tasted kind of gross, mm-hmm, just having a ton of sugar is going to give you a gnarly hangover, whereas this does not have a ton of sugar in it or at least in the sense that we're used to it, or h c f s or HFCS, pardon mm-hmm. me, and it doesn't have that weird wangy taste. Like I don't remember <laughs> this being stuck in my, in my mouth afterwards. It was just kind of there and then it was gone. But so I'm, I don't know. I'm sure the bubble will burst because everyone and their dog is getting in on this market. Right. I think there will be some,
0: some of it will stick around though. I think. I, th- I think white claws here to stay.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. I think they're going to be the Mike's hard, you know, fill in the blank.
0: Right, yes, oh, they they'll st- establish that brand, yeah,
1: I mean, is there more than just like that because I mean they still technically made wine coolers, I think they still make those, oh yeah, yeah, but so i th- i th- I think we're both kind of down on the on the idea of seltzer, yeah, but i but I think we also agree that it's not going anywhere,
0: right, you know, not a bad thing per se, it's just interesting to see. It's like WCW. You're seeing the rise, and you're seeing a potentially the fall. And then it gets bought out by <laughs> Anheuser Busch or something. Is, is the WWE out? <laughs> yeah, are they AP and Biff? <laughs> um, but Jeremy, let, let's get to beer. Let's get to the
1: FDR. Here in Canada, man, we've been we've been yeah. for a while, haven't we? Well, there's yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad. Well, okay. I'm not glad I had one. I'm glad I did it for yeah. the talk because I I. I, I I'm nothing if not informed on occasional things, Michael. But uh, do the people know what we're having?
0: I don't think... Oh, yeah, I did mention it up in the front. We are having Sapporo Premium Beer. And yes, Jeremy, this beer is imported by the Sapporo Company in La Crosse, Wisconsin, but it's imported from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, where Sapporo has (laughs) one of their... Guelph? Guelph, is that how you say it? I think that's how you say it. It's just kind of down the road from Toronto. Yeah, so this is, again, part of our American Pale Males world tour. So Sapporo is a a Japanese brand. Lots of owners are, you know, of Sapporo. It's held by a holding company, which is held by investment trusts, and it's kind of a bizarre ownership thing. But they, in themselves, Sapporo owns Anchor Brewing Company. I believe we... Not broke that news, but we talked about that news on the show. Oh, like Anchor Steam? Mm hmm. And they also own Sleeman Breweries, which is a Canadian thing. So, um, a little history here flavor text from SapporoBeer.com.
1: Why didn't you get us the giant cans, Michael? I like those cans.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do talk about the giant cans. That's pretty, they are they are pretty iconic. Um, uh-huh. But this was in the mix and matchings, so I got that. Sapporo is the oldest brand of beer in Japan, founded in 1876. The legend of our beer began with the adventurous spirit of Sabai Nakagawa, Japan's first German-trained brewmaster. He left Japan at the age of 17, at a time when doing so was strictly forbidden. His travels led him to Germany, where he learned brewing, and he came back and became Sapporo's brewmaster. The beer itself, let's see here so we're having sapporo premium beer they have a couple others i think this is the og yes the as they say the original the icon uh-huh sapporo premium beer is a refreshing lager with a crisp refined flavor and clean finish the perfect beer to pair with any meal and any occasion pie. oh nutrition facts <laughs> 12 ounces is uh 4.9 abv okay 140 calories now, see, for the extra 40 calories, I would much rather have a Sapporo than uh, Yeah. Yeah. 10.3 yeah. grams of carbs, 1.4 grams of protein. My god. It's it's virtually a health drink. And Sapporo products sold in the
1: US are brewed in the US, Canada, and Vietnam. So I really want to try this Sapporo Premium Black Beer. I didn't even know that they made a Japanese dark lager. Yeah, I
0: didn't. Yeah, I Yeah, they have their Sapporo Reserve and Premium Black and
1: that's intriguing. I have not seen that anywhere. Me neither. The uh, Sapporo Reserve just. It's. Hmm. I can't tell the difference here. It says it's an all malt lager as opposed mm. to presumably a rice lager, which we're about to. I assume that's what we're going to have. And I don't mean that in any sort of racial context.
0: No, many beers are made with rice, including yes. Budweiser. In-
1: including so. Um, I'm I'm yeah, still I... I'm still reading that book about Vietnam and it feels weird saying anything about rice just given all the horrible crap that they did to the rice right, poor rice fields of those poor people. Oh, it's God. a real bummer. Yeah, if if I, I hope I can finish this thing by the wedding cuz you don't want to bring it you down. It just it just keeps getting worse, man. And I'm only in like 1966. Oh no. <laughs> There's still 9 years to go. Oh. <sighs> just war atrocities left and right, but Neither, that's neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, no, I don't have any details about it. I was trying to look to see what grains might be in here or any hints, but...
1: The, well, the, yeah. a, little bit, a little bit of scrolling down, and there's a banner that says the Sapporo Reserve beer is crafted with select barley. Oh, so
0: maybe it's two-row or something instead of six-row or something. Well, when in doubt, Google Sapporo clone. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I
1: suspect there's going to be a lot of rice hulls in this thing.
0: Well, as I mentioned before the and I don't you know the one we have here doesn't say one hundred percent malt, but there is different taxation categories on beer or beverages based on how much grain is in there, and the lower grain bills are called hypoposhu, okay, and they have like filler fermentables in there versus like true malts mm-hmm. and my suspicion is maybe this is. One of the tax brackets down, and the reserve is like the 100%,
1: maybe, perhaps? That's just Uh, speculation. uh, From northernbrewer.com, the recipe calls for a half-pound carapils, which presumably is going to be steeped in there to give it a little bit of color, four pounds of pale or extra light malt extract, two pounds of rice syrup solids. Mm. So if you're going a hoser like we do when we brew, you'll get a... uh, just a lot of the rice solids and syrups and whatnot I, so if you want to do that all grain you would have rice holes as I suspected mm-hmm yeah but anyway should we just should we get into it let's Michael let's <laughs>
0: um you know we're kind of I don't want to say necessarily surprised but interested that the Kieran last week had a had its own unique
1: kind of zing zing to flavor it. yeah
0: it was a essentially a, a Pilsner type flavor. So I'm wondering if this is going to be more of a typical light lager or not light lager, lager,
1: or if it's going to have that, uh, Japanese style to it.
0: Yeah. Is, yeah. Will will have any thing to differentiate it.
1: Michael, you've been all over the far East. Mm hmm. Well, well, you've been to, you, you've been to the far East. It's <laughs> yes. more, more farther East than I have been, even though you probably went West. Uh, what noticeable differences have you noticed in the beer between Korea and Japan? Well, you mull on that while we uh, drink <laughs> this beer. If, if uh, any. I don't even know if there is a difference. No, I-, I
0: would say the scenes are very similar as far as beers go. Mm-hmm. Dominated by light lagers, or for them, domestic lagers. Emphasis on malts more so. You see the 100% malt thing in both countries. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a inkling of craft beer or varying beer in the country, but it's just dominated by these bigger brands.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so and It I, sounds like you win. I did indeed. Is it that obvious? Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is... I don't know if this is... It's not as good as
0: Kieran. No. And I... Again... We've been sitting on these for a while now, so they're a little older, but there's a really... I don't think that's the issue. Because <laughs> there's a pretty harsh bitterness to this one. Uh-huh. Almost akin to a Heineken.
1: It does have a little bit of that stinky Dutch beer aspect to it. Mhm. Yeah, the Kirin was, it was a little brighter. Had had a, a little, the malt was more
0: pronounced. A little effervescent, and then it, um, the finish was... More familiar, I guess, as a kind of a Pilsner mm-hmm. noble hot finish. This does have flavor, but it's a very... That rice is really coming through. Sharp flavor, yeah. You know what? It, it's it's akin to... Remember that samurai drink we had oh, from Jesus. Great Divide? Yep, that was bad. That was bad. I, I don't think this is as bad as that, but it's... Not when you said that, it reminded me of that.
1: Mm-hmm. As well it should, I guess. So do we think that this is a good... St- okay. I had like four thoughts all at once, sir. Okay. <laughs> so we had the Samurai like, what, two years ago? Oh, at least, yeah. A, a while back, anyways. And that was a uh, from a great divide out in Colorado, I want to say. And they were trying to emulate, presumably, this style of beer. The Japanese style that you would have at, you know, the sushi place. And at the time, and had we done these beers out of order, or in the other order where it was, Samurai Sapporo, and then Kirin, mm-hmm. I suspect that having had two different beers, you know, one by a you know conglomerate beer company, and one by you know an air quotes craft, I don't know if they're owned by anyone mm. or not. I would suspect that the style is just not for me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But the Kirin was good, or at least better than this is. Yeah. So I I think this style, the rice lager, Japanese style, whatever, because it does have that zing to it, where it's like not quite a pilsner and it's not quite a light lager.
0: But to me, this this does it much in a much more um, this is closer to
1: way very much so. This is also very very close to a light lager. It's not. It's not dry. Mm, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say astringent.
0: I don't think that's quite the right word.
1: I th- I, th- I really think it's just like um, I think it's like a subpar version of the. K- it's 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 the Bobo Kirin. Yeah, we need to have Asahi to yeah to complete
0: this uh, puzzle. Asahi, I think.
1: extra dry. I don't know if I've ever had an Asahi. I've had one like once a long time ago. Were you in Japan, Michael? I don't think I was in Japan either. And I remember really liking it. I like the dry. I'm checking to see I have not had asahi super dry. They also have black, super dry, dry premium, select amber, clear asahi. Clear? Yeah, it's is that their seltzer? I don't think so. I'm just oh, I'm goodness. just looking through the asahi on uh on tap. Well, should we should we rate this one and kind of just We we should. We should put this one out of its misery. But before we do that, mm-hmm. do we think, much like the Karen, and I know that you can't exactly uh, follow this logic with me, do we think this would be better with some kind of fish? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, I, but, I, I'm, um, I'm aware, I'm, um, I'm aware. I, I, I wonder, like, because it seems like when you have ethnic or regional food, or at least in my experiences... hmm. The regional or ethnic drink that pairs with it just tastes better when you're having it. Like when uh, Cousin Ig of the show and I were in Seattle, we went to a Cajun place and I had a Sazerac there with that, which is apparently... Oh, yeah. And I like rye whiskey and all that stuff in the fir- and whatever honest-flavored liqueurs is in there. But, like, it just tastes better with the shrimp and grits, man. <laughs> And, like, I wonder if this just tastes better or is more enjoyable if you've got, like, soy sauce and wasabi lingering around in your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Okay.
0: I mean, the two... the cuisine and the beer evolved over time together. I mean, this beer's been around for over a century, so barring mass market mm-hmm. distribution aside, obviously... There has to be some component of making the beer go good with that country's cuisine. Sure. Especially in the early days. Sure. It's much like the malt and the yeast of German or Belgian brews. How they've uh, coexisted
1: for many mm-hmm. centuries and they just fit well together. Mm. It's it's fascinating. I will I will end up having some time off before the wedding. Before people start showing up and before I really need to start doing things. So I will go get some sushi. And I will load up on. I, su- I suspect that they're going to have one or the other. I wonder if it's kind of like a Coke Pepsi situation. Mm. I I don't know. I'm. I hope I can remember this because I've got a lot of crap I have to remember yeah. between now. Maybe and don't then. worry about that so much right now. <laughs> well, no. It'll, um. it'll 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 be a nice uh, a nice little distraction. Mm. But anyways, Michael. Ratings. Ratings
0: let me take a quick sip of judgment here not that and the other thing too this isn't really changing that much <laughs> you can tell we're digressing but um it's pretty much been the same from a to b mm-hmm. maybe there's something to appreciate in there but it's i'm hard pressed to find it it's it's got this really skunkiness to it really skunky flavor to it that bitter
1: aftertaste
0: yeah bitter aftertaste that i don't like at all um, it's, obviously it's related to the hops but it's not that familiar hop taste
1: i, I don't know if that's it I, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if that's it. I think it's just
0: yeah, I don't know. Oh, you give it some a little benefit of the doubt because I it's older, you know, mm-hmm. it's been sitting for a while. But at the same time, so was the Kirinichi Bond. and mm. that that came out pretty well too. That's actually past the drink by date, but it, I, you couldn't tell. I'm just gonna give it a two. You know, it's kind of nice to. What I like the most about doing this is that now I know which one I'll get if I'm in the situation where sure. I can get a Japanese beer again. Yeah. Um, which probably won't be anytime time soon, but You'd never know, Michael. You'd never know. <laughs> well oh, I guess I have to put we have to get the Asahi puzzle piece and then then we'll know for sure. But um Jeremy, you're rating.
1: So I saw a wacky neighbor Steve yesterday. And <clears throat> since he's a good host and hates drinking fresh beer, uh <laughs> he told me to go down and raid his beer fridge there I had a fresh squeezed that expired on mm-hmm. Christmas day of two thousand eighteen. It was better than this did not oh gosh, yeah, that's pretty old. It yeah. did not have you know the traditional fresh squeezed fruitiness or zing for lack of a better word mm-hmm. but it was still good. It, this is not good. I will give it a little bit of credit because it does have that weird japanese zhuzh i was trying to describe last week i suspect yeah. it's because of the rice and i mean i feel like they're more they're slightly more aggressive with the hopping than an american version of this would be so like here you said this is four nine correct mm-hmm. so the equivalent to this would be like a uh well budweiser or would we would we think this is more towards the light side if you if, if you're if you're going donuts to donuts just based on the flavor, not necessarily based on what's on the label. I would say more Bud Bud Heavy. Okay. I haven't had either of those in a while, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It does feel lighter than a Budweiser, but not as light as say you know Bush Light or a Coors Light or whatever. It's really hard talking about these domestic, or air quotes domestic yeah. yellow beers. <laughs> yeah. Because this is a domestic if it's just an international domestic, if that makes any sense, <laughs> right, yeah, no it does it's it's not good, and this can be done well and if anything if nothing else, this is making me appreciate the Kirin even more uh, i me too civic <sighs> judgment, okay, I'm trying to think if there's
0: any other beers in Japan, I mean obviously if you go to Japan, you're gonna get a bunch, but Beers that are marketed here heavily,
1: and I, I don't, you know, I don't think there is. AllAboutJapan.com/slash. <laughs> I was just there too, but Asahi they are Super like... Dry, Karen, Karen Ichiban, Shibori, Suntory. I've had, I've had Suntory, the malts. It seems like they're kind of all cornered. Although, it, yeah, anyway. all, although AllAboutJapan.com claims Asahu Asahi Super Dry <laughs> is their most popular beer.
0: Okay. I'm adding that to some sort of docket of some sort. All right,
1: I'm spinning the wheels because this does have a little bit of that weird stinky Dutchness to it, mm-hmm. but it's not pleasurable. This this has a similar characteristic to it, and I do like the fact that they're kind of you know going a little bit more aggressive with the hopping than you would normally think in a uh, light ish light adjacent lager. Mm-hmm. But it's not done well, and it's it's got this weird. It's not a funk because funk has different connotations when you're talking about beer. Funk is good in beer, and it's it doesn't. It's almost skunked. It's skunked adjacent. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes that's I don't. I'm not gonna say it's pleasing, but it does have its charms. Most notably in a Heineken or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not good in here. It's it's just there. I mean, and I suspect this is the most popular one because it's been around the longest. But it's it's kind of a bummer because Kieran does it well. And this is a 1.75 for me. It's just not mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah. Perfectly cromulent rating.
1: But there there is something to that weird Japanese rice...
0: Or yeah, flavor the, whatever profile. it is, yeah. whatever yeah. it
1: is. I, I don't know. I suspect it's 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 got to be the rice because as we've established, there's a whole big mess of things about using corn and corn syrup and blah 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 going on now. I, is that still going on?
0: I think that's the dust has settled at least a little bit on that.
1: I I mean you know say what you will about us Americans, we do a light lager. We do it well, or at least is what do we do it well? I don't know. <laughs>
0: you're making uh existential questions are starting to crop up here <laughs> how about you hit us with those social media plugs you can check in with us in a variety of ways you can do so on twitter at APMPod, pod facebook.com slash apm pod and emails directly at at gmail.com you can also get in touch on untapped where host emeritus mike keeps up with all of our ratings there thank you mike Thanks, Mike. Sorry, I missed it. I missed the uh, cue that time. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite thing. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.